Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're highlighting Indigenous women from around the globe. Today's Womanican was a remarkable storyteller in the Yukon Territory of Canada. As one of the last members of the Tagish, she recognized the power and importance of preserving Native culture and traditions. Please welcome Angela Sidney. Angela Sidney was born in Care Cross in Yukon, Canada on January 4, 1902. Originally known as Caribou Crossing, Care Cross was home to the Care Cross Tagish First Nation. Angela's parents, John and Maria, were of Tagish and Clinket ancestry. They were both members of the Deshitan clan. When Angela was a baby, she was given a Tagish and Clinket name in addition to her English name. It's been said she was given the name Angela because her godfather said she looks like a little angel. Before Angela and her brother and sister were born, their parents had four other children. Tragically, these children died at the hands of various illnesses, including German measles, dysentery, smallpox, and jaundice. Angela's mother was not immune to these diseases and suffered from long-term side effects for the rest of her life. As the eldest surviving daughter, Angela was responsible for taking care of her mother. Angela took advantage of their mother-daughter time. She asked question after question about the traditions and culture of their people. She heard many colorful stories about the way things used to be. One of Angela's favorite activities was listening to her elders share ancient stories that had been passed down through many generations. Growing up, Angela learned three languages. Clinket, Tagish, and English. She learned Clinket and Tagish from family members while learning English at an Anglican mission school in Carecross. When Angela was just five years old, she stopped regularly speaking Tagish. As she grew older, she noticed that the Tagish language and culture was starting to fade. Throughout Angela's childhood, her Tagish community was going through a significant transition. For hundreds of years, the Tagish and Clinket people lived harmoniously side by side trading goods and intermarrying. By the mid-19th century, the Tagish people had started adopting Clinket language and customs. Tagish culture slowly began to disappear. It became almost obsolete in the 1900s, a decline perhaps hastened by white prospectors who came to Yukon in search of gold and disrupted the Tagish way of life. When Angela was 14 years old, with her parents' support, she married a section worker named George Sidney, who was twice her age. They married in a traditional clinket ceremony. When one of Angela's white school teachers learned of the marriage, the teacher told George that they needed to marry the white man way. George and Angela obliged and had a second wedding in the Anglican church. Shortly after their marriage, Angela gave birth to their first child in 1917. In the years to come, she would have six more children, four of whom died young. When it came to passing her knowledge down to her children, Angela embraced the old and new ways of her world. She wanted her children to be progressive without forgetting the ways of their ancestors. Angela herself had feet in both worlds. She learned the traditional healing methods of her clan while caring for her mother, and also studied modern medical textbooks as an adult. Because of this dual wealth of knowledge, Angela served as the unofficial nurse of Carecross. Angela's husband, George, became the chief of Carecross after Chief Patsy Henderson died. In this new position of power, he and Angela made it a mission to maintain mixed-race schools of white and First Nation kids. 
After her husband passed away in 1971, Angela dedicated her life to preserving the language and stories of the Tagish, as well as the history of the Yukon. She was one of the last fluent speakers of the Tagish language, and one of the few people still telling and passing down old stories. Angela was intent on not letting Yukon tradition and customs disappear. She was all too familiar with the disappointment of feeling like the stories she was told growing up didn't match her lived experiences. For example, when it was time for her to receive a potlatch name, there was no clan elder to give it to her because those with the knowledge had passed without sharing it with their descendants. In the last 17 years of her life, Angela worked with anthropologists and other elders to keep the Tagish language and traditions alive. In collaboration with anthropologist Julie Cruikshank, Angela published two books, My Stories Are My Wealth in 1977 and Tagish Tlagu, Tagish Stories in 1982. She also published a book that archived place names for Tagish and Clinket locations around the region's southern lakes. In 1983, Angela and Julie produced a record of Angela's family tree that encompassed six generations starting in the mid-1800s. Angela made history in 1986 when she became the first Native woman from the Yukon to become a member of the Order of Canada. She was recognized for her contributions to Northern linguistics and ethnographic studies. In 1988, Angela's niece and a fellow storyteller created the Yukon International Storytelling Festival in honor of Angela and her stories. Angela Sidney died on July 17, 1991. Her contributions to preserving her language and culture are commemorated with a bust in Whitehorse, Canada. Underneath the statue lies a plaque inscribed with her words, I have no money to leave for my grandchildren. My stories are my wealth. All month, we're talking about the legacies of Indigenous women. For more information, check out our Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.